Well, how you doing today? I want to hear about you. Yeah? Yeah. The only thing I have to report is uh, I've been yelling too much at work, so my throat's a little raspy. Yeah? I'm not sick. I feel like a million bucks. It's just... You look like a million bucks. Thanks, buddy. Always. <laughs> I have a very... Uh, <clears throat> I, I dare to say central voice today. Mm, <laughs> wow. No, no, no. But yeah, I was doing a little too much yelling at the at the folks at the gym. I get that. In a good way. Not like screaming at them. <laughs> Just, you suck! You suck. <laughs> That's, come to Eupraxia, get screamed at. <laughs> no, no, just uh, projecting a little bit too much. But, I get that. I yeah. get that. Um, so I want to I want to hear from you because I know you have a lot of thoughts on this, and I struggle at putting your thoughts into practice and the things I know into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what 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 the struggle has been is that there's one thing that goes awry, mm-hmm. and then it, it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. But I have a theory. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, that it isn't, it isn't as much of a domino effect as it is it feels like a domino effect. Okay. And it's more just like my mood and my perception that makes it seem like a domino effect. Mm. And so like these other things that are going wrong aren't really like that big of a deal. But in my mind, I'm just convinced, and mostly because of my attitude yeah. and my perspective on life, Yeah. just feels like, all right, now everything is going wrong. Yeah. Um. I want to preface this by saying that there are countless people in my life that love me mm-hmm. and care about me yes. and pick up when I'm having hard weeks and bless me in those hard weeks. And I've yeah. had that this past week. And like without those blessings, I'd be in a much darker place than I am now. Yeah. But it all started, I think, like last Tuesday and Titus. You got, you got sick too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was sick. Or maybe it wasn't last Tuesday. Maybe it was a couple Tuesdays. No, I think it was like last Tuesday. Because we didn't record last Tuesday because you were sick. Yeah, because I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our whole family, like the house has been just like a sick box. Dang. We've had strep. We've had stomach bugs, everything in yeah. there. So um, I'm so glad that we can be breathing same air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, it has been. But there was one day where it was either because I was sick or Titus was sick or something. And I think it was like two weeks ago. And I couldn't go to the gym to mm. exercise. And I was I was disappointed by that. Yeah. And so the obvious thing that I did was eat, eat a cinnamon roll. Of course. <laughs> and so I ate a cinnamon roll. Of course. And then like sickness just kept coming on and mm. kept coming stronger with me and my kids. And then we had issues with, with vehicles, which we always have issues with vehicles. Yep. And navigating that and scheduling has been really off and we haven't been able we haven't been able to meet with people like I like to meet with people this past week so mm-hmm. it's not like things are actually going wrong it's just mm-hmm. my perspective on things yeah. is that everything's going wrong yeah and it's not right but that's just my perspective on it mhm um and when i'm in that zone like logically, I can tell myself that, but it's really hard for me to pull myself out of that funk. I think it's hard for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a big part is uh, momentum works in both ways. Dang, momentum works in both directions. If I could drop this mic and it not be loud, <laughs> like I would. That was. I, I was. I've been thinking about this recently. Is like 
one small shift, positive or negative, like is a catalyst in mm. either direction. And part of it is your perspective and a big part of it too is your thought pro- process and your actions. And I do this all the time. But when people are in a funk versus when people are, you know, crushing it, so much of it, it came from like a day where they either had a really bad day mm. and momentum took them down or they're just like, all right, I'm going to go get up early. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to prep my food for the day. I'm going to eat good. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to start my day with my Bible. I'm going to practice gratitude this morning. Not to say things can't go wrong on those days, yeah. but um, you kind of set the ball rolling one way or the other. In general, for me, I found that um, when I'm in a funk, it's because one thing went wrong and then I decided to go to Culver's. Hmm. And now since I already ate a concrete mixer and this other thing happened and I feel like crap, I might as well take a nap and not get anything done. Hmm. Might as well play on my phone and scroll the day away, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I think that one little thing can catalyst us in one direction or the other. Hmm. And sometimes we stay too focused on that negative thing. Um, and it's perspective for sure. I recently saw a high school kid I went to school with a couple of grades below me. Um, he just posted something on Facebook recently and I don't want to get it wrong, but I think he said it's like PCS. So it's a medical condition where <clears throat> his liver is essentially mm. not going to work properly. And he found out about it in his twenties. Like he's a crazy good athlete from high school, from what I remember. And uh, just a really good guy. And he was just saying, basically telling his story about how he's got this PCS and he's going to need a liver transplant someday. And it's affecting things and he can't like do everything that he used to be able to do. And he went down this like spiral. Like he he's like talking about, he was being really open, saying like he was depressed for the first time in his life. He stopped exercising, all these things. Um, and then his video is basically a post of him saying, I've decided I'm going to fight back. Like, uh-huh. I'm not going to let this, um, like ruin my life. I'm going to do live my life the best I can. And perspective again, which is huge is it sounds, I don't know if this sounds bad. Maybe it does, but excuse me. When, when our life is in a bad spot, it often pays to look at people who have it worse. Hmm. Right. Like you I, I think it's it's important to understand struggles that other people struggle, um, understand your own struggles, and not undermine them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know sometimes hearing people like me talking to you, I'm tiptoeing because I don't want to undermine the fact that things are going bad. Yeah, like because that sucks. Being the person opening up, saying like I'm struggling with these things, I don't want to be the person to come back and say, well, you should really shouldn't whine and complain mm-hmm. because. I don't want to hear that when I'm explaining things that I'm struggling with too. Yeah. You want people to empathize and um, like I've talked to my wife before about let me know if you want me to just listen mm. and be with you in the struggle mm. or if you want some advice because I keep burping. <laughs> That's my struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> um, but a lot of times she'll say like, I just want to tell you about my day and I want you to like empathize with me when I mm. said things suck. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, but for me, it's helpful to like watch that video of my high school buddy who's like, hey, my, I'm going to need a liver transplant. I can't do all these things, but I'm going to fight it. 
Um, sometimes I'd be going for a run. I don't run as much anymore. I probably should. But um, I think of a different high school buddy of mine who was going uh, skiing, snow skiing, d- downhill skiing, and he's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember how it happened. If he hit a tree or something. But dude can't walk. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when I'm going for a jog and it hurts a little bit, I'm like, dude, I got two functional legs. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, things can suck and people can get sick. But you got Sophia and Titus yeah. and a loving wife. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, it, it really does help to almost pretend for a second. Like, visualize not having that. Yeah. Like, you don't have a wife that loves you. You don't have the kids that come and hug you and want to play with you. You know, you don't have a church community that's, like, here to support you. Yeah. Like, you don't have close friends just for a second. And then come back and be like, wow, this is pretty awesome. Mm. Um, that's helpful for, for me Yeah, to put that in perspective. Like even though things do suck and <clears throat> bad times happen, it's uh, I don't think you realize okay. how difficult. So this morning, though, I started the washing machine and then I took a shower. <laughs> and so the water wasn't as hot as I would have liked it to be. <laughs> It wasn't the so, perfect temperature. My life is pretty miserable yeah. now. <laughs> Dude, I, I really think Satan, Satan works through just constant, like, little things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, eggs are now $7. You should yeah. think the apocalypse is coming. And well, and that's all, totally all, how everything. Because, like, it feels like it's just, like, this wearing down. It, it is. Like, I can, like, you, you, you take one punch, you take one punch. And like you're fine, but then mm-hmm. like the little punches feel like big punches. Oh man, it's because you're already you're down. And you're just like, just stop kicking me when I'm down. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And 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 you're right. I mean, especially with me, it's like it's like having that one day where like you get something productive done, oh. or you had like one good conversation with mm-hmm. someone, and it turns everything around. Yeah. Um, but I wish that I wasn't dependent on that. So. <laughs> I know I get, what is the word, like philosophical a lot. Yeah. But I also have been hearing stuff from like the Stoics. Mm, yeah. Um, I think it's Ryan Holiday, whatever. He talks about the Stoics a lot. And he, one of the things he said was um, not letting other people and think circumstances around you dictate your emotion. Because mm-hmm. then you're saying that you're completely at the whims of everything that happens to you. Mm-hmm. And you're just a, a kite in the wind. And however the wind blows you is where you're going to go. And you have no foundation of, I'm this person. I have all these incredible things. Um, God loves me. um, And I can do all this good for the world because I was put here for a purpose. And all these great things, right? And if you can't sit and know who you are and just be like strong and solid and firm, dude, life is tough. Yeah, We weren't put here to just coast and have all these you know wonderful things happen to us every single day. It's just not how life is. Yeah, and it's like it's the stuff that's that's not necessarily reality that that throws us out of whack. Mm-hmm. It's like the so so one of my good friends, Dean, a mentor of mine, he always talks about how there's like different different levels to who we are. Yeah, and so often we're like focused on that top level where mm-hmm. just we're like every little thing flusters us. We're affected by the storms. Very that, emotional. Yeah, very emotional. And we're missing the reality of who we are, mm-hmm. missing the reality of what is real mm-hmm. around us and what is true around yeah. us. Um, and and so often I I get um, 
it's weird to say um, and help me process this, but I almost get comfortable in that top lever level of yeah. of confusion um, rather than stopping mm-hmm. for a, a few minutes and just breathing through it yeah. and recognizing reality and coming back to terms about about what what is true about yeah. who who I am and who is in me and mm-hmm. um, rather than just my water wasn't as hot as I like. <laughs> A lot of our suffering too is imagined. Like we stress about things that aren't even current. Mm -hmm. Like right now I'm sitting and talking to you. Yeah. But I could be like, Oh, well I have all these, you know, bills I got to pay. And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if nobody shows up to the gym? And and, and if you're constantly living in the suffering of things that aren't even happening, you're, you are going to be miserable Yeah. instead of like, just maybe that bad thing will happen that you're worried about, but don't let it ruin your current state of it. Not even being reality. Like Mm -hmm. you were just saying is, uh, there's a difference between living in the what ifs and the stressing about all the little things and, uh, and just being present in what is real Mm -hmm. and what is good. Right. Yeah. It's back to the Bible whatever is good, whatever is pleasant, whatever is all the, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, the worst better than me, Mm -hmm. but think about those things. Mm-hmm. And I obviously God knows what he's talking about, but, um, the more I like study mindset stuff, how you think is, is who you become. So if you're constantly thinking the world's out to get me, everything's attacking me, this thing's hurting me this thing's hurting me. I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Guess what? That is your truth. Mm. And that is who you are. And you are now a victim to all of those things. Yeah. Versus looking at everything and say, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I've been through this, 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 and this, and I'm still here. I got all this support. Everything's going to be fine. God's in control. Whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah. It's like, okay, then that is who you're going to be. Yeah. And it the problem with being up on that level like you're talking about mm-hmm. is I think that's the unconscious cruise control Yeah, is la- allowing what people say about you, um, comparing yourself to others, um, circumstances in your life, like negative things that happen, allowing that to dictate how you feel and how you act and how you live your life is that's just, it's human nature to do that unconsciously is that's how most people do or act and and react, react to everything that happens instead of being a strong, like base, strong stone, like Mm -hmm. foundation. Yeah. And then letting everything happen, Mm -hmm. but not letting that change or affect you so negatively. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying I'm good at that or I'm perfect at that. It's just, uh, when I think that's focus, something you have to actively, actively participate in doing the positive thinking. And that's where, and that's where, that's where practice comes in. And it's so important that like, if you are practicing breathing, if you're practicing prayer, if you're Mm -hmm. practicing kind of these, these, um, grounding things that that ground you to reality that when you go through these difficult times, then, then you're going to be more equipped to do that as well. Mm -hmm. But I know like lack of sleep, not working out, poor eating, like all of that stuff. It, it makes it so much harder for me to do that grounding and so much harder for me to, 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 to settle into the reality of what's going on and who I am. Yeah. Um, cause life is hard. It's hard. Dude. Life is hard. And if we get so 
bogged down with the things that make it hard. The thing, the thing that blows my mind, um, and, and everything that you're talking about is, is how it ties so well with scripture and that, like Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, mm. I say rejoice. Mm. Like that doesn't make sense logically to me because mm. we say that that life is hard and it really sucks sometimes and yeah. suffering is real and like real suffering, not just like your water's not as hard yeah, as one. Like right. real suffering is out there. Mm-hmm. And then Paul says to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, let me hear me again, rejoice. Yeah. Um, like how is that? possible how is that doable with the reality of the struggles of life and i think it goes back to what you what you were saying is that mm. that when we when we kind of take a breath and and recognize the reality of the situation and those joys that we do have in life mm. m- most of which being a god who loves us yeah unconditionally even when life sucks yeah. um those things bring a sense of peace and hope even in the suckiness of life mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we focus a lot on the, um, like material things too. Mm. And then like we, we, uh, associate our value with how much money is in our bank account, Mm. how our car is running, what our car looks like, the clothes we're able to buy, all the things that are hanging on the wall in our house. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you don't have all those boxes checked, you feel lesser than it's like, Shereen, my wife, her house burnt down when she was a kid. Mm. Um, so they ended up having to move here to the States. She's from Jamaica. So their Jamaican home burnt down. They lost everything. And I say that because that could happen to anybody. Your your car could break down. You get in a crash, it's totaled. Your house could burn down. And we put so much value in all these material things. Yeah. And those are the things that unfortunately we use to bring us like this temporary joy instead of uh, relationships with people we love or um, our relationship with God, Mm -hmm. which is the one thing that can't be taken away. Yeah. Right. Um, And it's again, a practice, like you said, is like focusing on that. And when we're so distracted all the time, we don't even think about that. And then we have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year. And we're like, Oh man, maybe I should sit down and like work on gratitude for a second. Mm. Wow. It's sunny outside. I can breathe a full breath. Like some people have one lung, you know, like yeah. I actually had a buddy in the military. He got, uh, he got shot through the lung. Mm. He's, he's fine now, but it's like, we take all these things for these things for granted. And I think that's when we get into a bad spot is yeah. like, look at what we have and just take a second to imagine you don't have it. Mm. And then be like, oh, wow, I got this. This is awesome. Yeah. I can do this. And uh, focus on, even if you're faking it, like fake it till you make it. Like just pretend you're going to be fine yeah. <laughs> for a while. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I got this. Even if you don't believe it, like telling yourself in your brain, it actually works. Like over time, if you keep saying it, like I'm going to be successful in whatever your version of success is. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself that every day versus there's no chance I'm going to make it. Yeah. Guess what? When you're constantly saying that, it's going to come true. Yeah. There's no and you're not going to make it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why why do you think, so you say like, look at what you have and everything mm. and be content with what you have. Why do you think that so oftentimes in the countries where these people don't have nearly what we have, that they're experiencing levels of joy that, that and oh, contentment yeah. that we don't? Right. Yeah. It seems like, like depression and suicide mm-hmm. is like way more prevalent here than third world countries right yeah. at least that's what i've heard so 
Yeah, I think a big part of it is like the rat race, the comparison, the mm. material longings. Yeah, right. You're only good enough if you fly on a private jet. Mm-hmm. And then we see the, you know, I saw a um, a cartoon, and uh, it was a guy walking, and he saw a guy on a bike, and the guy on the bike. He was like, oh, if only I had a bike, I could get there faster. The guy on the bike saw a guy in the car. The guy in the car or the guy in the bike was like, oh, if I had a car, that'd be great. The guy in the car saw a guy in a helicopter and was like, oh, if only I had a helicopter, I could, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you can always do if only, if only, if only. And again, you're going to be miserable. And I struggle with this too. And I think social media is a toxin for Mm -hmm. comparison. And they yeah, say, the helicopter is probably thinking, oh man, if I could only just walk to work, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Oh man. He's like, oh, the payments on this helicopter are killing me. <laughs> but yeah, and I think, I think you're absolutely right. And that's why I think we're, when we get in the struggle, we focus so much on the struggle. And, and so this is, this might just be me. Um, I don't think it is, but when we go through difficult times, when we go through suffering and struggling and times of discouragement, like you said, we almost mark those times off as a wash. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, this this day is ruined already. This yeah. week, this week, if if my Monday doesn't go how I was planned, then man, I just I just want a week where nothing goes wrong. So yeah. maybe that'll be next week. Instead of recognizing that life isn't the moments that are all going right, mm-hmm. life is the moments. And so struggling isn't times taken away from what our life should be like. Mm. Struggling is our life and life is a struggle. So when we're in those difficult times of life, it's not a just have a holding pattern until I get out of this and then I can start living again. But rather we live in the midst of the struggle. We live in the midst of the suffering. There's never going to be a time that there's not something going wrong. And so it's rather talking about how can the, the struggle and the discouragement and the funks how can those build us, strengthen us, make us new? Um, what what benefit comes out of the suffering rather than just the life of trying to avoid the suffering? Mm-hmm. And on, on that same note of what you just said is like what I see all the time with myself and other people in, who are trying to be more healthy and be fit and all this stuff is like eating, right? Mm-hmm. So eat, food is a huge problem for a lot of people as far as eating healthy and um, avoiding the junk food and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I hear it from people and I've done it myself. You eat one bad food and then the rest of your day, you're just like, well, I already had this thing. I might as well just binge and gorge myself on junk because this day is shot anyways. So it's like, it's already lost. So I might as well just do that. And the other thing, um, and obviously that's the wrong way to go. But I, I think it comes back to your thought process again, mm. because let's just say, um, for breakfast, you go to McDonald's instead of going home and making eggs, right? Which, okay. So, okay. I went to McDonald's instead. Now my thought process is I failed because I didn't want to do that, but I did it anyways. So now I'm a failure. Mm. And what does a failure do? They continue to make that same decision for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. which is why I think we go down that path mm-hmm. of, I already did this, that now this day's shot, I'm a failure. I will continue to fail because you're like self prophesizing. What is it? Your self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it, it happens all the time. And then that turns into a week and that turns into a year 
of I'm a failure because I, because I went to McDonald's once mm. and now it's five years down the road and you're 200 pounds overweight mm-hmm. and you, you're just like miserable about mm-hmm. it. It's like, you're not, yeah. you made a human decision, which so many people do. Mm. And now you just got to make the next one. And it's that momentum. So just change that catalyst, make one good decision, tell yourself, I can do this. I will. I'm a person that makes good decisions for myself and then keep doing that. Right. Obviously it's tough. It's really yeah. tough, but I, I see it all the time and I've been there too. I got to brag on Titus. Titus is my four year old little boy and he's just the sweetest little guy, but we were playing something and, uh, I forget what it was. We were probably playing superheroes or something. Mm-hmm. And I knocked over, um, oh, I knocked over a bowl with some snacks in it mm-hmm. and he said, oh dad, you failed. And I said, yeah, I'm a failure. And he looked at me with the most sincere eyes and said, Dad, you're not a failure. And he came over and gave me the biggest hug. Oh, my gosh. I was just like, whoa, like this four-year-old. My heart just melted. How how amazing is that? I'm so proud of that guy. But it is. It's so easy to tell ourselves these lies Mm -hmm. and, again, find comfort in failing and find comfort in making there is something comfortable about it oh yeah about just making like conscious or unconscious bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and just kind of like wallowing in your own Mm -hmm. like discontent with yourself there's something especially if you've been there before Mm. it's almost an addiction to feeling sorry for yourself yeah because it's harder to admit that you're in control of most of your life not everything yeah but most of your decisions, you're in control. And it's not fun to say, it's really my fault. Hmm. And I should start doing this, 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 and this. Yeah. It's easier to say, well, this, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I'm just going to keep going down this path of things that are comfortable. Yeah. And maybe like, it might not, it might not be your fault, but your response in the situation is... Your response is your fault. Yeah. Is, How is you act is always yours. But it's just exhausting. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I talked about this song on Sunday, um, but 10th Avenue North sings a song called Worn. Have you ever heard it? Worn. It says, I'm tired, I'm worn, my heart is heavy mm. from the work it takes to keep on breathing. Mm. I've made mistakes, I've let my heart fail, my soul feels crushed from the weight of this world. And I know that you can give me rest. So I cry out with all that I have left. Let me see redemption win. But it's, I mean, that's like where I was this past week. And I know it it like sounds silly because like things weren't going bad. But it's just like this exhaustion of not getting much sleep at night. Oh, dude. Kids being sick. Like all that stuff was just wearing on me. Yeah. Um, And then I had friends bless us and love on us and that was rejuvenating yeah. um and then our kids were up two nights in a row throwing up and, <laughs> and so um so it is like this is wearing down but it's in the midst of that in the midst of being physically exhausted in the midst of being physically drained and i mean a lot of those things are like you said my fault dehydrated and not eating well and things like that not getting sleep isn't really your fault though and that's yeah that's a huge thing i'm i am awful when i don't have sleep this past week i have drank more coffee i don't drink coffee mm-hmm. you know that i i don't drink coffee, coffee. i'm not yeah. a coffee guy yeah but this past week i have drank coffee in order to get through 
the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to start drinking coffee. You don't want to be the coffee guy. No, I don't want to be the coffee guy. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to, to get through a day without it. I, I wonder do. the last day that my dad has gone without having a cup of coffee. <laughs> I, I bet oh, you. That's like so many people, though. Like, I, I like, know, but I just think of like, you know, like the habitual coffee people. Yeah. And it's like my parents are those, but like, I can't, I wonder if my dad has gone a day without coffee since he was like single digits, <laughs> like nine. Since he was nine. <laughs> back that espresso. Well, he did. Oh, no. <laughs> he did tell me when he was uh, a kid that milk was too expensive uh-huh. and coffee was cheaper so that they would drink coffee as kids. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was as big of a deal as like concern with caffeine for like children. Yeah, I don't think they really cared. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he said he was drinking coffee when he was a kid. I bet he, I bet he's had a cup of coffee every day since he was seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's single handedly keeping Colombia relevant <laughs> and on the stocks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, the coffee people are coffee people. I'm one of them. Yeah. If it's not coffee, it's caffeine in some sense. And if you try and get off of it, it's it's brutal. I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, it's uh, when you're a regular caffeine user yeah. and you get give it up for a while, the withdrawals are pretty severe yeah. for like a few days. But yeah, so if you can avoid becoming a I'll, I'll a, yeah, mainline, gonna... a main streamer, <laughs> main a mainline coffee user, that's right. Yeah. So when when you get in these funks, what does it look like for you? How do you act in the midst of it, and how 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 do you how do you get out of it? That's a phenomenal question. Yeah. Um, like I said, a lot of times it's easy to coast in those mm-hmm. mindsets, and that's what I do a lot of times. Is it'll take me a while. Um, I'll go through it for a week or a month or two. Yeah. And a lot of times it's really. Um, a lot of negative self-talk, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then that becomes the momentum. And sometimes it takes just a conscious decision of, okay, starting tomorrow, because I still want to have some junk today. Mm. Starting tomorrow, um, I'm turning a new leaf and it's a new beginning. And I can do this because I've done it before. Oftentimes I'll look back to my past because of all the positive momentum mm-hmm you know, leaps that I've had, um, periods of time where I've gone months or years of just being like on it. And it's like, if I've done it once, I can do it again. Mm. Like comparison in the good sense, right? Mm. Which is what I'll use for things at the gym is like, Hey, Sally did it. You can do it too. Yeah. Right. If a, if a human's done it before you can do it again, especially if you have your own, um, memories or recollection of times you've done awesome yeah. and crushed it. It's like, oh yeah, like I am capable of this. Um, and I know I feel better when I'm doing these things. Yeah. I often will think back to when I was in college and feeling the best I've ever felt and the most productive I've ever felt. I would work out just about every day. Um, I would have um, morning Bible reading just about every day. I ate really good and I would meditate for like 10, 15 minutes every day with like a YouTube self-guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wasn't using social media nearly as much. Mm. Um, so, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. So it's a combination of those things. I know it works. Yeah. And there's, 
such a big gap, I feel like, between knowing and and doing what you know. Mm. Right? They oh, say yeah. knowledge is power. That's not true. It's knowledge plus action on that knowledge is power. Because yeah. you can know everything. You can know the secrets to the universe, but if you sit on the couch and scroll Instagram, Facebook all day, it's not power. Yeah. You got to act on it. So um, just one small step, one small step, go get that workout in. Dude, when you're getting a workout in like a pretty intense, you know, like a Upraxia style workout, like mm-hmm. a 30 minute high intensity, like your brain adjusts to be like, man, I did that. I feel amazing now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go attack my day. Yeah. Like it's, it is a catapult. If If you're looking for a catapult, to make a big change, one intense 20 minute workout can do that. And when you're in a funk, that seems like Mount Everest, right? So hopefully you can, you know, go to a group class where you're not doing it by yourself or, you know, find a buddy to work out with you. But man, it's your, my brain will like start talking to me like mid workout when I'm struggling to breathe and like, Mm -hmm. like, dude, we are having salad for lunch today buddy we can't keep because because i feel like the good voice Uh when you're working out the good voice overcomes Mm. and it's speaking louder it's like we can't keep digging ourselves a hole dude we can't and you're just like okay all right i can do it yeah you know that's that's what's helpful for me um that one tough workout is a is a huge step in the right direction for positive momentum to get out of funks do you think it is is healthy to n- normalize discouragement? Do you, do you understand In what sense? sense? So um, I obviously grew up with the mentality of you're struggling, get over it, mm. move on, stop wallowing type thing. Mm. And um, while there's probably some value in that... Mm. Um, I feel as though there has to be some value in like being okay with being in that place too. Mm -hmm. I think you said it one time, maybe it was a different time we talked recently. You said learning to be okay with not being okay. Yeah. And I think, I think it's healthy to sit in that for a little bit. Um, not make a home, right? Not make a home, but allow it to allow it to process. Yeah. Um, you'd never tell somebody who's mourning a loved one to get over it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have to allow that mourning process to to go through yeah. before you can move on. Um, obviously, like self discouragement of decisions you've made and like wallowing and self pity or something is completely different. Yeah. But if you're down, there's usually a reason. Like your our brains are amazing. Yeah. Amazing, and almost everything they do, like there's a reason for it. Hmm. Um, and if you are feeling down, the problem is so many times we just escape it with our phones or, you know, distractions of whatever your vice might be mm-hmm. so that we don't feel down. But if you're, that's probably, the if key, you're feeling think, right down, there. you got to figure out why. Yeah. I think, and that's, that's the key. Instead of, if you're down, like mm-hmm. instead of just like, getting caught up in the minutia of the day yeah. and the, the chaos of the day, mm-hmm. be okay with just sitting in silence 
and truly processing right. why I'm feeling this way. Right. Truly processing the, the reality of the difficulties that are going on mm. and the heaviness of those that are real. Mm. Um, and then and then reminding yourself of the reality of those, of, of talking to God who's able to do more mm-hmm. in those situations and, and recognizing who we are. Um, but I think that's where we, if we're down and we're just trying to cover up that we're down mm-hmm. by with our vices and all that stuff, then we're yep. just in the haze. And it builds too. I think that's part of it is it builds just like sleep, sleep deprivation. Yeah. If you get one night of not enough sleep, okay. You get two nights of not enough sleep, you add more coffee. Yeah. You get three nights of not enough sleep, you add more and more coffee. Yeah. Like if you get a full week of not enough sleep, it's not like, oh, you got one night. No, dude, that adds and compounds. Yeah. I really do think it's the same thing with our, um, like our mental state. If you mm-hmm. can, if you're constantly avoiding, uh, things that are bothering you or issues or what's bringing you down, all these things and distracting yourself, it didn't go away. Mm. You're compounding the issue over and over and over again, every time you don't address it yeah. and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So you really got to take some time. And I think that's why meditation worked good for me when I was yeah. in college is it was time for me to not be distracted mm. and to let my, like figure out, okay, who am I? What do I want to do? What are the issues going on? Or just like, let everything kind of go too. is like also to not think for a little bit. Yeah. Cause we're constantly thinking or having other people's thoughts put in our brain by watching things or listening to things. So to have that space to not think, mm. I think is also um, mm. important that most people yeah. don't get. So important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've sucked at that this past week. It just like, <laughs> yeah. just, just being and just not always going and not, um, always trying to fix things or make things better and mm-hmm. just stopping. Yeah. Um, that's a practice that I got really into. And then this best week it went by the wayside mm-hmm. um, because I just filled it with other clutter. Yeah. Um, but now you, that you're conscious of it and you've noticed it, you have a decision to make, mm-hmm. right. Of if you're going to just keep going down that road or, okay, my next thing that comes up, I'm going to go into it knowing that I can tackle this. Yeah. I can pray about it. I can talk to my friends to help me if I need it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. go with a different mindset, different perspective, um, to change the trajectory of where you've been going, yeah. which is currently down. Yeah. yeah. So I say the rest of this podcast, we just have 15 minutes of silence. All right. We're just going to breathe. <sighs> <laughs> I want, I want to say one that more probably thing. would be surprisingly helpful. It actually <laughs> probably would be. We just had pa- to track just breathing. Pause it. <sighs> Just pause it for uh, five minutes and breathe. Okay, play. Um, (laughs) One thing I wanted to say before I forget about it, because I heard this quote that I actually wrote and put it up on my wall, and sometimes I see it, and I think it's amazing. And it is, what belief would be most beneficial for you at this time? So... Um, it's kind of like the internal talk, like the the self-talk and stuff like that. The perspective, it's everything kind of combined as what you believe the day is going to be, who you believe you are, what you believe about the future and what it has, what it holds. You get to choose what you believe about it, whether mm-hmm. it's positive or negative or uh, scary or exciting. And we want 
our life and everything to be beneficial to us. We're all creatures that want good things. And you can have a control of how you believe things will be mm. or how you believe things are based off all those factors. Mm. So when things are not going so hot, pause and think to yourself, what belief can I have about now and the future that will be most beneficial for me? Mm. And then believe that mm. instead of believing things are going to get worse and there's no hope and whatever, change it change it. Yeah. Like your past does not dictate today. Your past does not dictate your future. You're not who you were 10 years ago. Nobody is. Mm. No, we're not who we were a month ago. And you get to decide what you believe about who you are and where you're going, all that stuff. So choose something that's beneficial for you. What belief are you going to choose for your day, for your future, for yourself? I believe this instead of that. Hmm. I really like that a lot because when I'm in a tough spot and I walk past that on my wall, I'm like, okay, what belief yeah, is going to be most beneficial for me today? And you get to decide. You get to focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be perfect, but at least you can What's shift. What's your outlook going to be that day? You can shift it. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the the saying that, that I'm going to mess it up, but um, the past is history. Tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. It's in Kung Fu Panda. That's baby. the only place I know it. From. It's in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> it's one, so good, man. One of the best movies ever made. Oh my word! You have you have never been more right. In after your life. You, after you get done meditating, I choose to believe that. Today. Go watch go watch Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda. Skadoosh. Skadoosh, dude. That's that's one of the best movies of all time. Seriously, I I relate with the panda very much so. he's a panda he's you're panda. a panda. <laughs> panda what are you gonna do big guy sit on me it's fantastic that's right but you're you're right life is life is hard we we decide how we navigate it and mm. how we deal with it and there's there's incredibly heavy stuff um and and in those times i mean i think it's okay to to wrestle yeah and to struggle and yeah. to um, find clarity. And maybe examine why you're feeling that way. Yeah. Instead of just saying, oh, I feel this way, it's not good. Yeah. Maybe it's needed. Maybe yeah. you need to feel that way because you're not making decisions that you should be making. Yeah. Obviously, things that are outside of your control, like your kids getting sick, stuff like that. Yeah. You, know, you can't really necessarily put that on yourself to change it, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if you're personally not feeling good, and it's been that way for a little bit. Instead of escaping it, sit in it yeah. and be like, okay, I'm not feeling good mentally for a reason. Why? Why? And then is there something I can do to change it? But you don't have to keep running from it. It's probably there for a reason. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I hear you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not going to get into details, but, but fostering is is difficult and there's a lot of different layers to it mm -hmm. um and um my wife and i we we foster an awesome 12 year old boy um right now but there are so many different layers to uh raising someone else's kid and mm -hmm. the dynamics between his parents and the system mm -hmm. and also just caring for a 12 year old when we have four and six year olds and um and those things are heavy and those 
choices you make affect a lot of different people. Mm. Um, but what I failed to do is what we've talked about so much today is just sitting with those struggles mm. and processing those instead of this is hard. Let me look at my Facebook. <laughs> and yes. This is hard. Let me worry about my huge to-do list of everything mm. that I got to get done and can't get done and then complain about it. Right. <laughs> um, rather just finding the time of, of this, this is life. And there is joy to be had as masochistic as it might sound. There's joy to be had in the struggle. Mm. And I wish I understood how that worked in every situation. Like, like, how can you lose a loved one and say rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. Like, how can you, how can you get diagnosed with with cancer and rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. Like, those things are hard, and I wish I understood the intricacies of them. Um, but there is joy to be had, even in the hardest of situations. Um, and a lot of it comes down to how are we going to choose to process them? How are we going to choose to deal with them and navigate them? Hmm. Um, and and I'm I'm either weird or normal, but the big struggles in life maybe both. Yeah, the big struggles in life aren't the ones that shake me. It's the the little struggles in life that I struggle with a lot more. Mm. So like. When I was diagnosed with cancer, that wasn't like this groundbreaking trial for me. Okay. It was it was another thing we go through and I trust the Lord and mm -hmm. we have an awesome church family that's gonna take care of us and mm -hmm. I'm loved. It wasn't that big of a struggle. Mm. But my kids getting sick and me not sleeping yeah. enough, that's that's what puts me into a funk. Or or losing losing loved ones, even then like I don't know why it's easier for me to be stronger in the big crisis than it is the menial one. Mm. Um, but um, nonetheless, it's about perspective. And maybe that's why. Maybe maybe that's why. Because in the bigger struggle, I give my time to process. The, I give myself time to process the struggle. That, would, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I don't just write it off. Yeah. I give my time to sit and dwell in what is happening around me yeah. and go from there. And maybe we pin, this is just a, my, my thought, maybe we pin the bigger things on God mm. and then give it to God. Oh, without a doubt. Like the cancer thing, like, oh, well, God's behind this, whether it's good or bad. Happen. Somebody passes away, God's behind it, good or bad. But if it's something like your kid getting sick, you put that on you and that's your daily stress. And it's what can I do to right this? here, right now. It's so much more in the moment and feels like you have to do it. Versus giving it to God because it's such a big thing. Yeah. So that might be a piece of it. That's uh, absolutely a piece of it. Yeah. It's hard absolutely. to give give God the reins on things that we feel like we should fix. Yeah. Man, it's just so much easier to keep things in our control than to lose control. Oh, dude. It's probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. Because you want to you wanna be in control. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a part of the momentum thing, too, is to go back to what we were talking about earlier. When you make a bad decision... Mm. bad can be subjective whatever but let's just say mcdonald's again and you're eating junk 
a lot of times you feel out of control because in your head, especially if your goal is to be eating healthier and you don't, you feel like these are my goals. I'm not doing the things I need to do to go after them. I'm not in control versus you go, you get up early, you go to the gym, you're eating healthy food, you know, you're checking off your to-do list, you're being productive, you're feeling good because you feel like you're in control then. Yeah. Right. And when you feel in control of your decisions, you feel better and you got that positive momentum versus feeling out of control. Yeah. You feel like crap and then you spiral an out of control path. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. But then what's in control in those times? What do you mean? If when you're spiraling and choosing bad decisions, you feel like you're out of control. Mm-hmm. What have you given control over to? your immediate gratification right yeah like it's it's just it's not like that it's your knee-jerk reactions yeah Yeah. the knee-jerk reactions you're almost not even thinking Uh -uh. you're just going on autopilot Uh until you decide like oh wait like i don't want to do these things yeah but my avatar is doing these things yeah exactly my body on autopilot is making these decisions because it's a quick dopamine hit and feels good yeah but it's not what i want yeah i'm not in control instead of the real you being in control and and God in you being in control. Right. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. It's tough. Yeah. Thanks for letting me talk about myself a lot Dude, today. I'm I'm here for you, man. I love you. I think that's another big piece of it too, is being able to talk to somebody. Yeah. Not just sitting in your struggles alone. Yeah. If you have somebody that can listen, uh share share your struggles with people. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes just talking about it is is extremely helpful. I think that's why therapists work for people sometimes is people don't want to burden people with their stuff. Yeah. But if I pay you, (laughs) I'm I'm paying you to be burdened. That's why therapists get paid. (laughs) So people don't feel guilty about sharing their awful experiences. (laughs) That's, That's how it all started. Somebody was like, all right, I want you to confide in me. I know you don't want to burden me. So to make this even, I'll let you pay me. I'll let you pay me. That way you can tell me whatever you want. That way we feel it's even. That's too funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's important to talk. It's I agree. Talk. Yeah. So if you're listening and you don't have anyone to talk to, either find someone to talk to, you reach out to us, talk to us. Yeah. Something. Yeah. We understand. Maybe we'll end up getting callers at some point. There you go. In the podcast, we'll take we'll take phone calls at some point down the road. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kelsey Grammer and Frazier. That's all I can think of. I don't. I don't know. Have you is. never watched Frasier? No. Oh my word! <laughs> I know. Oh. Of, I know of Frasier, the show. Okay. Um, but I never watched it. No. He's a radio host. Oh, okay. and he's like a, I think like a psychologist guy. People oh, would call in and like a Doctor Phil of the radio. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't know. I watched through it for several years. Ago, I don't know. So. I, was, I was a Seinfeld guy. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh my word. Who's <laughs> if you're not a Seinfeld person? <laughs> You're, You're probably not up. listening to us. <laughs> after you finish after you finish meditating and watching Kung Fu Panda, you need to start watching Seinfeld. It will solve all of your problems. Yeah, yeah. It will distract you from the bad things in life. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening to us, guys. We appreciate it. And we're excited to continue this. Yeah. Um, on a final note, I was thinking of that the Chinese proverb. You know that one? Which one? There's a Chinese proverb about good and bad things happening. Okay. Um, so there's a, a farmer and, um, he has, uh, a couple horses and his son and, uh, the couple horses, uh, run away 
and all of his neighbors are like, oh, that's awful. And he's like, yeah, maybe. And then the horses come back with a whole herd of like wild stallions. And now they're, they're rich. Like they have like a hundred horses that they came back. And his, all his neighbors are like, that's amazing. And he's like, maybe. And then his son tries to tame one of the wild stallions. It kicks him off and he breaks his leg. And they're like, oh, that's awful. And he's like, maybe. And then the recruiter from the military comes by because they're in war and they're picking up any able-bodied man, but there's his son broke his leg, so they can't take him away to the army. And everyone's like, oh, that's so great. And he's like, maybe. So it's like anything that happens any in life, can it's be. like Shireen with her, with her house burning down when yeah. she was younger. She lived in Jamaica. That forced them to get uncomfortable and make the move to the States. If she, if her house had not burnt down, I would not have my wife. Yeah. Like, obviously a horrible thing happened, but every bad can bring a good and you never know if a good leads to a bad. It's just take everything with a grain of salt and maybe, maybe, maybe when Shireen was telling you that story and she said that her house was burned down and they mm. had to come back to the United States. Did you ask her, did you make a new house? <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to pocket that one for next time. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Oh, my word. I please, get enough. I get enough. Don't tell her. <laughs> I get enough death glares from my wife on a regular basis. I don't think I need another one. That's right. <laughs> oh, my word. There you go. All right. Any last words? Um, I just want to say a good word for on behalf of uh mayonnaise i was i had mayonnaise earlier today and hear me out hear me out hear me out mayonnaise gets a bad rap like so many people are like oh mayonnaise it's just it's just oil especially if you can get one made of avocado oil Mm -hmm. it's just oil and vinegar and eggs and some water and whatever else is in there it's it's delicious it's not bad for you no mayo's great Oh, Lord, you, I love you, mayo. If you get the mayo that doesn't have like soybean oil or canola oil, huh. you want to get avocado oil based huh. mayo. Bro, I love mayo. And Shireen is like, oh, you like mayo too much. Oh my word, that's not possible. It's 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 great. Yeah, I, I put it on my breakfast sometimes. Yeah, I put, put it on, on my burgers. You know, yeah. in uh, Europe they eat their fries with uh, with, with mayo. Yeah, and uh, when I went over there to that. Germany and I saw that, I was like, ugh. And I tried it, I was like, nice. Game changer. (laughs) Nice. And then now every time I eat fries with mayo and people are like, gross, I'm like, clearly, you've never been to Germany before. (laughs) This is how all the Germans do it. So basically, I just want to leave you guys on a note with uh, mayonnaise is fantastic. There you go. This episode of A Work in Progress brought to you by mayonnaise. Brought to you by avocado oil-based mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Perfect. I love it. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.